0: My friends, I greet you this morning in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. When I was in high school, we were asked to write an essay about what we would be doing in the year 2000. And I remember thinking I would be very old, (laughs) 46 to be exact. I thought I would be married with some kids. I thought I would be teaching, probably junior high school, but maybe college. I had some aspirations to become a college professor. Little did I know that I would eventually marry my high school chemistry teacher and become a pastor. We never quite know what's ahead, do we? The twists and turns of life. We may have goals and dreams, but sometimes life Gets in the way. As John Lennon once said, life is what, what happens when you're making other plans. Yet, by the grace of God, we do get started again. We are given new beginnings. We move forward regardless of whether life gives us what we planned. Since this is the first Sunday of the new year, the first Sunday of a new decade, I thought it might be appropriate to do a little looking backwards and a little looking forwards as well. To begin again, by God's grace, with Christ as our foundation. The story of Epiphany, the story of the wise men, is not one that fits very neatly into the Jewish um, understanding of what salvation was going to be. These men were um, foreigners, They were Gentiles. They weren't part of the flock. They obviously were wealthy, considering that they had these um, expensive gifts, and they traveled very far to come to Judea. They had been called by God through the manifestation of a star, Well, that sounds very strange to us today, but they were probably astrologers who watched the stars. They may have been from the Zoroastrian religion, um, which still exists in Persia. And when a new star appeared, it was thought that a new king had been born. And so they followed that star. And as they came to Palestine, they went to the obvious place to go, to The palace in Jerusalem to find the new king. But the story takes a twist, and they are told that he was to be found in a small town in Bethlehem. Herod thinks he will trick these strangers into finding the child for him. He plans to kill his rival. And we find that even Herod doesn't have control over the future. God warns the wise men by a dream to return by another way and thus preserves the life of God's only son. God grants a new beginning to Mary and Joseph, the child Jesus, and even the wise men, too. They avoid being drawn into Herod's evil scheme. Instead, they become bearers of the gift of the gospel to their own people back home. These wealthy men receive the priceless gift of the Christ child, a gift that they could never have planned on or imagined. As we look back over the years, hopefully we can see where God's hand has led us through the ups and downs of life. Maybe it was an unexpected job change that led you to make Grand Rapids your home in the first place. Perhaps God challenged you with some unforeseen difficulty in your life. Maybe you have raised a disabled child. Maybe it was the death of a spouse or an unusual expense that caused you to change directions Yet despite that change, you have been blessed and you can see that blessing in your life. God led you down a new path and you would not trade it for any other way of life. Your own biological timeline can help reveal your story. I've done this activity with a number of groups. Um, I think we did it last year in um, adult faith formation class. Um, to have people, I ask people to make a timeline of their life, and you have it divided into maybe five or ten years, and to mark on it the highs and lows in your life. Maybe the highs were your marriage or the birth of a child, and a, a low might be something like a serious illness. So you, you do this, this line across, you graph it. And then you take another color, and you graph your faith timeline. So there you put on it um, places where your faith was greatest and places where your faith was lowest. And what many people find is that in the highs of their life, they were distant from God. But in the lows of their life, They had great faith. Try it. Um, Give it, give it a, a chance, and see if it reveals anything new to you as you try that at home. I don't know why we think we're in control of things, especially our lives, our children's lives, or our future. Scripture reminds us over and over again that we are in God's hands. And that the future is not ours to choose. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, writes Isaiah in chapter 55. And then there's my favorite, Luke 22 where he says, Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no, storero- no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about all the rest? Of course, we need to be good stewards of our resources and our time. We need to steward them wisely, and yet we don't always know what's coming next. Recently, I heard a New Testament scholar talk about a word that is often overlooked in our Gospel text, and that word is east. We talk a lot about the star, and we talk about the wise man, and we talk about the gifts, but we don't recognize the symbolism of the word east. Where does the sun come up? In the east, Right. Where does the day begin? In the east. In our uh, gospel lesson this morning, it was translated at its rising. But that means east, and in the Greek it is east. Three times it's listed as east in our text. So, what Matthew is trying to tell us is that something new is about to arise, something new is happening. It's a new day, a new time, grounded in this newborn king of Bethlehem. Look out, things will not be the way they've always been. God is doing a new thing through this child whose star is rising in the east. As Isaiah likes to say, God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? So look forward, not just to your own plans, but as to what God might have in mind for you this new year. And I think that applies to us as a church at St. Luke's as well. We have been thrown a bit of a curveball with Pastor David's health and my retirement coming. So what is God telling us through this? Where might God be leading us? Listen to his word for you. Where does God want you to use your gifts to serve? And how does God want you to grow in faith this year? Begin this year with the new beginning that God has in store for you. Follow the path that God has provided for you. For we have seen his light, and we are, recall- we are called to reflect that light in our faith to the whole world.